0: To hire a photographer, check out Windsor's own Melissa Fay Photography with affordable and professional services ranging from lifestyle newborn to weddings and any of life's important events in between. Mention Hat Trick Hockey and enjoy 10% off any service. Find her on social media as Melissa Fay Photography.
1: And what is going on, everybody? It is episode number 50 of hat trick hockey which is always brought to you by our good friends over at gl heritage the official beer of hat trick hockey man you like my hat here like my shirt you like rob's hat there you just go on to our site there any posts you can just click our click our link it will bring you right into the store for all types of hth merch you can check that out too that's also available ship right to your house as well This being episode number 50, Rob, this is the Corey Crawford edition of Hatcher Hockey. He has 14 NHL seasons. He played 488 games. He had a 2.45 goals against, a 918 save percentage, 26 shutouts, 260 wins. He spent all 14 seasons with the Blackhawks, a two-time jennings trophy winner for the lowest goals against he won a world cup gold medal and last but not least two-time stanley cup champion is that good i think so (laughs) did he master the hockey and that right there is my buddy my line mate rob what's up dude how how was your father's day weekend it was awesome so uh Thursday, before that,
2: we had an interview uh, planned and uh, Josh Carnival took the uh, back seat to it and which we really appreciate. Guy's a total fricking butte. And we had our boy, uh, Brandon Bezer come out and uh, cut my hair. So without further ado, (laughs) conservative. <laughs> business yeah now who wants to party oh yeah there it is it's Total oh yeah. <laughs> my <mullet. laughs> Oh you I gotta God. love it you we're also
1: it. uh we're also going to drop a little video with that of that whole experience too coming up sh- here shortly so we filmed it all of course we're not going to leave everybody out on it
2: no it was awesome and uh he's doing so great for him and his army. Uh, yeah, he looks great, man. Oh, he did. He looked fantastic.
1: He looks great. He was laughing with us the whole time. We were all giggling the whole time. This was going down. So,
2: And you know what? It, it, it made me feel really good because we told him that he could shave my head bald. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. But uh, he decided that he wanted to do a mullet and I was cool with it. And then <laughs> when it was all said and done, he said, "He okay, ready? Let's shave it off." And I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" I said, "You you have gone through a lot of shit over the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. So how about this? Um, if you would have shaved my head, I would have had that for at least a month. So I said, I will keep the mullet until the hockey playoffs are done." And he's like, would you really do that? And I'm like, I'd do anything for you, bro. Yeah,
1: that's a great idea, too.
2: The the shit he's gone through over the past uh, year, you Mm -hmm. know, like for me to wear a mullet and get some hazing from the boys, I I don't give a shit. It doesn't bother (laughs) me whatsoever. But I will tell you this, though. So having the mullet, (laughs) it makes me feel, uh, you know, how when – people go through chemo and they lose their hair their eyebrows fucking everything yeah and you know the stares they get the looks they get i feel like i'm in the same boat with that 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 part of it you know like they nobody says anything they just Mm -hmm. stare it's like yep that's right it's a fucking mullet bro
1: no, they're Love no, it. they're no, they're just looking at you, saying, "Who's that fucking beauty over there with that fucking sweet mullet?" Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was funny,
2: right? right, when we get him on, and and he's like, uh, "I I said there's two rules. I said no mohawks because I'm over
1: I'm over 40,
2: yeah. Darren McCarty.
1: And, yeah, and you and down about it.
2: Second, no penises shaved in my head. No." and he was he was just laughing and you know what i mean we got to uh let him forget about his problem for an hour and a half and Ooh. i felt i felt great when we were done yeah.
1: dude know? he's been fucking hitting the links a lot too right eh?
2: yeah lots of golf we had to he, we had to keep pushing my my haircut back because he was always golfing yeah that's all right uh, it's a total beaut i'd do anything for him and that people was the first time i ever got to meet him in person yeah so yeah brandon just tells you what kind of beauty is
1: mm-hmm. so no oh, i'm sure we'll do some more stuff with him so look for that video soon big shout out to b by the way for stopping by and hanging out with the boys for a little bit too um rob these fucking playoffs man both of the series now are tied at two this Vegas and Montreal series, holy shit. did you ever think it would it would be like this? No it's back and forth. there's scrums after every whistle. Before we get into like the actual like what's going on in the series, can we just talk about can we just talk about the elephant in the room and it's the fucking referees. What the fuck is going on out there? It seems like nothing is being called. Like did you see like last game there?
2: I no, I didn't. Uh, it was fa- like the Father's Day game. Yeah, I didn't get to catch much of it. I caught okay. a little bit of the third period when I got home, and uh, like uh, fuck.
1: Yeah. Okay, I, but I, I you seen you seen game four, right? So Corey fuck yes. Perry takes a stick in the face, Charles which nose off, which took eight stitches. Yeah. So it took eight stitches. No call on the play. This right in front saw, of the referee. Yeah, right in front of the referee. Could have reached yeah. out and slapped him. Corey Perry goes off the ice to get like sewn up or whatever. His team scores in overtime. That nut comes out of the dressing room to be with the boys. Like, tell me that's not a guy that you would sign all day long. Like, that's 100. He's an absolute blood view. all over his face. Like, looked like he'd just been in a fucking war. <laughs> like, and, well, you know what I mean? Split. Playoffs are war, up. right? Yeah. Like, nose is, like, three times the size. He was, he's beat up. It's a nasty gash. So, that, that happened. He's a beaut, man. So, then, who was it? Nick uh, Suzuki, I want to say, gets ragdolled. <laughs> like, shot in the face, everything. The ref's standing there watching the play. Watching the play. He's trying to let Let them, oh, run the clock, run the clock, he's saying. How about blow the whistle and call a fucking penalty because the guy just got punched in the face and cross-tracked right in front of you. Nothing. Nothing. Like I'm like, what is? I'm like, what is I don't get it. I don't get what is going on. Guys, like, NHL refs, normally you guys do a great job, and I'm usually not the ones that get on refs, but this is obvious. Just call the fucking obvious and let the boys figure it out during the series. You know what I mean? Like, they'll figure it out. If they start scrumming, give them their warnings and then start taking one. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, just that's take one for- anyways yeah. and
2: they'll stop scrumming.
1: That's all you got to do. And they'll stop scrumming. Exactly. But just, it just seems like that it's open season on the stars right now and they're not calling anything. What do you think? Cause you've probably seen some of the shit going on in this series, right?
2: I have. And, and this, remember when these playoffs started, I was talking to you about the cross checks and the, you know, the sh- stuff, stuff, the extracurricular that doesn't let like go in the regular season. And I mm-hmm. get it. That's the playoffs, but the rules are the rules, mm-hmm. you know, but everybody loves playoff hockey. Oh yeah. And this is where I go back again to saying, why can't that shit happen in the regular season? But it, it doesn't. You get mm-hmm. the cheapest penalties of the cheap. And I get it. I get it that it was a tie game or whatever. And Corey Perry gets smacked in the face with his stick, you know, like, well, that's karma for kicking Tavares in the head. But whatever,
1: yeah. you know, like, <laughs> whatever. I had a feeling you would say something about that. Oh, there, there was also, there was also one other play. I think it was Mark Stone. He's checking out his mullet. Mark Stone. Ran- to show, I keep showing oh. everybody. Like- <laughs> Mark Stone. And it's coming
2: back. It's making a comeback. I seen two of them uh, on the weekend.
1: <laughs> hey, but Mark Stone like ran a pick like right at the blue line, knocked a guy over. Nothing was called. Yep. And then like maybe 30 seconds later, they scored. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Sorry. This is how it went. 30 seconds later, they called a chintzy ass hook on the Habs on somebody. And then they scored on the power play. Oh, right, 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 right. When that fucking should have been called at the blue line. Blaine interfered right in front of the linesman. Aren't the linesmen allowed to say to the ref like, hey. Yep. They are. They can call a penalty too. Like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not, like I said, I'm not normally the one to go out of ref, but that's. Okay. Let me,
2: let me ask you something about that. So, you know how, uh, did, did you see the goal last night when, um, uh, Vegas scored on Carey Price, uh, right in,
1: uh, the chicken yeah, wing there. Squeaked, yeah. Him squeaked in the through. Wing. It didn't even hit right. the back of the net. And
2: then he runs into the referee at the end. Right. Yeah. You know, he's saying something to the referee and, you know, it's a little bit of back and forth, but yeah. let me ask you this. It's a it's such a fast-paced game that why can't you have three actual referees? There's one in charge, just like in football. And when you call a penalty, everybody gets together, you make the right decision, and then you move on. You know, there, there shouldn't be the the uh extra guy on the ice you don't need two referees because he's thinking oh he's gonna call it no and he's like oh he should have called. it It was right in front of him you know like but it doesn't happen so why can't you make three three referees and two of them take care of the lines and Mm -hmm. one of them takes care of the game Mm -hmm. you don't need you don't need four guys and yeah am i uh taking away some jobs out of the nhl well guess what i work in automation and, and that's what we do we eliminate jobs mm-hmm.
1: but in a way so, you're not though because you're gonna have Wouldn't you still have oh oh so you're saying run a three-man three-man system, crew but have yeah. a few of them who can make calls but then what do you oh so but one is also a linesman
2: no all of them are referees
1: oh okay but okay the, the the it's a union too
2: right so the the guy with the most years he's going to be the head referee and the yeah. other two are referee linesmen slash yeah. so they take care of the lines and then you know when when one guy goes out that next referee moves up
1: i don't you know, know just if, like in a union if, yeah i don't know if they would they would ever do that based on they'd be guys that have worked in the league for like uh, 25 years rolling around on the ice with guys breaking up fights. They're not going to want to fucking do that. No, because
2: there's younger guys to do it yeah. because you, it would be like, uh, it, it would be like, you know, when you bid for a job at Chrysler's,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, the senior guy's going to get it. Yeah. So the senior guy would get the yeah. head referee job and the two other, you know, the NHL should start listening to me. Like they didn't listen to Don Cherry. <laughs> Especially Just throwing with, that
1: out there. Hey, fuck, especially with that. You got to take this mullet serious. <laughs> I was going to say, especially with that mullet. Um, But let's get into some points about the actual series, okay? Nobody has won a few in a row. Like, it's been 1-1-1-1 one, 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 one for wins. The past few games have ended. It, for this series? I think both of the series is like that. Nobody's won a few mm-hmm. straight. Like, it's been 1-1 one, one the whole time. Back-to-back, um, back, you mean. Yeah. Back-to-back. Fucking stoner. No, not back to back. Las Vegas one, Habs one. Vegas one, Habs. Or, sorry, or other way, yeah. but either way, no one's won two straight. Nobody
2: won a back to back game. That's yeah, but said. that's
1: why I said two straight. You said a few in a row. Yeah, well that's <laughs> two straight. <laughs> God, better. Quit bugging me. So also. They've had two overtime games, which was games three and four. Carey Price has a .931 save. He's ten and five. The Habs are—they have so many guys that have over ten points. It is ridiculous. Um, on the other side, Las Vegas Flurries and nine twenty-one save. They have uh, who is it? I think who was the one guy I lost my note, but one of the guys has five goals in the past five games that plays for fucking Vegas, like on a tear. And I think he's got like seven points in his past, like five games. It was Petro. I want to say, I think it was Petro, but he's got fuck. He's racking up points in this series. And the craziest part is racking up points in this series. There hasn't exactly been a lot of goals scored. Because of these goalies, right? So, to rack up, it means he's in on everything. They are Um, two of the best. Yeah. Also, what was Weber doing throwing that pass to Nick Suzuki? Did you see that?
2: They do it all the time, though.
1: Fuck. You can't do that shit in the playoffs, man.
2: dump that puck. You remember... I remember playing for Big V, and they, you never got to <laughs> dump the puck out in front of the net. Never, Thank never, you. never. You, you never turned your back to a player uh, riding down the boards. All that's changed. All of it. They mm-hmm. dump the puck out in front of the net. They make cross ice passes in front of the net. It's it, it's a totally different game now. Like, you know, I remember my coach Benny. Benny, you know, like. Uh, ben, Benny Big V, Benny. He said, mm-hmm. "No, you can't do that, Rob. Mm-hmm.
1: You oh. know what?
2: I, I could have been in the NHL. You know, if I was a little <laughs> taller, a little faster, and knew how to skate, stick handle,
1: <laughs> and shoot. <laughs> well,
2: I could shoot. I never even knew when it went in.
1: <laughs> um. Oh, also the big story of the series: how Las Vegas made that goalie change. What did you think about that? Do you think it was due?" like because he had two big fuck ups, right? Okay, like let's, that let's tying put goal. That
2: into perspective, uh, Flurry has had Flurry has had a lot of fuck ups in playoffs. Uh, junior, remember the World Juniors when he p- went to pass the puck, hit the defenseman, and went in the net? Yeah, like huge buffs. But you take, let's say he's got six. Six months. How many saves does he have? You know, like he plays the puck. How many How many times has he assisted on goals or, or he was the lead part of that breakout? You know, the puck hits a little chunk of ice, bounces off the wall. You know, shit Ball happens. Pitch.
1: He could hit it's, a little piece of ice like this. Changes the whole game. They
2: call it human error. But as for him sitting out that game, the next game, it was a good call. Because when uh, late, is it Leitner? Leitman? Leonard. Robin Leonard. Leonard. So when Leonard won that game, you know, Flurry was the first one out there patting him on the ass and saying, great game, bro. But again, I hear that Leonard is going to start again. Why wouldn't you? And on top of that, he says he takes his own bus like the team bus, but he gets, he gets there four hours earlier than everybody else. And he jumped on Twitter and all the Montreal fans give like you loser. You're all the Vegas fans, you know, like he went on there and he basically said after the game, he just basically went, yeah.
1: yeah. There you go. And the funniest part too, is he yeah. said, go ahead, keep talking shit. Cause all you do is fire them yeah. up. Like that's why Habs fans like why why like don't do that like just let it be.
2: Well, you sit back there and you talk your
1: shit and you know
2: it's it's like they said in in Dumb and Dumber the French are assholes, what? (laughs) And it wasn't a you people or anything like that. It was a quote from a movie. Relax.
1: So do you do you think it was the right move?
2: I do think it was the right move. I think it was the right
1: move
2: too. Back to, going back to Leonard, I don't think Late Late Leighton Latiner? Leonard? Leonard. Leiner. Leonard. I don't think that's I don't think that's right. I think you're taking the drive out of out of Flurry again. Just like when the remember the sword and the everything in his back. And, yeah, but that you wasn't you him though. That Fleury was his gets, agent. Right. But still, but still Flurry got them there. Flurry yeah. got them there. You know, and now you're doing it again, and you're fucking yanking the carpet out from under. You
1: want to know what I would do? I would say, listen, I'm going to play him. We do
2: Toronto right fucking now.
1: I'm going to say, I would say, listen, you guys, they know how it is there. I'd say, listen, I'm going to play him until he loses. When he loses one, we'll switch back. Why not, right? Why play that hot one, right? You got him, man. It's the playoffs. Especially you're only, what, they're, what, uh six wins away from a from a cup and a case of beer for ant like you know what i mean that's
2: everybody everybody (laughs) everybody's six wins away now right
1: that is true yes valid point which i was about to say so before we go on to that next series i want to ask you who's going to win the series and even if it's Vegas, because we have beer on it, whatever. But who do you I think still pick in?
2: Montreal? I still pick Montreal. I think Carey Price is a better goalie. Uh, I think you're and right, he's sir. he's got that winning attitude. Now, if uh, Leonard comes in and and totally flips the script, you know, bad on me. But don't don't go with anything I said. I, I don't think I got a series fucking right yet.
1: <laughs> I do. I, I, I haven't done anything I
2: don't say you know, like go go the opposite
1: dude Carrie price is fucking told Stun. me 43 this,
2: saves are you freaking kidding me Carrie price no, look, is I fucking can't even swear anymore because you're dead you sorry tom sorry tom
1: fuck that <laughs> but uh like obviously i'm going to say vegas and i'm going to stick to my gun same same as last week and i'm going to say that if we have to lose to anybody if it's the Habs, I'm okay with it. Just because, like I said, okay. my dad's so you, my dad's a big fan, too. So, like, I wouldn't mind. good
2: for him. Good. For, I'm, yeah. I'm so happy for all the Hab fans that mm-hmm. are. But I didn't hear you all fucking season. So, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> now all of a sudden they're coming out of the word work. And I, I'm looking on Facebook going, I didn't even know you were a Habs fan. Where did <laughs> that start?
1: I Think the whole country is happy. there's favorite. a lot of
2: Canadian people that are enjoying this, and, and I'm one of them. I, I want to see Carey Price win a cup, I do A 100%. I yeah,
1: do in this
2: mind uh field, like this kid is a
1: stud. Imagine him coming in the first year and fucking winning a cup like that, that'd be nuts, just complete chaos. So, Wait, you're
2: but, but, but it, would it take the drive out of him? I don't know, would it, would, I, like, I don't think so. I don't know.
1: I don't think so because he loves Montreal. He loves being there, man. He just, you could just tell that kids just loves playing the game and he's, and he's having a fucking great time right now, man. And he's like putting points up and they're winning and like, why not, man? We Let slide. her fly. They should have, they should have Flying never, even, the they should have never even sat this kid from day one. I said that. I'm like, no. why would you ever I would sit? would have been him? out in fucking
2: six, five. Like, I'm trying what? to work out in five or six. Yeah, like I truly believe that.
1: Why would you ever sit that kid? It's not But anyways. Well,
2: I just make him,
1: make him want it more. Yeah. Make him do want you, it more. Do you right? think it's going to go six games or is it going to go seven? It's going seven. It's going seven? Right. So you got Habs in so, seven.
2: Yeah. I picked that before the series. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, Ant. Do you think it's right what they're doing with Flurry? Are you okay with that?
1: I don't know as to feeling okay with it. Is it possibly in the best interest of the team? Maybe. <laughs> like, if Leonard go- all of a sudden goes on a tear, you never know. He could go on that three, four-game win streak, and then you're fucking two, three wins away from a cup. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's – I'm all for when it comes down to this. I'm all for you play who's hot. And flurry fucked up. Okay, he did fuck up. I'm not saying it's. I know, I know, but I'm not saying that it's all on him either. However, though, Leonard came in that following game and played a fantastic game. For sure. And so, like, how do you, how do you, how do you like sit a guy after playing a game like that? You can't. Like, especially in the playoffs. Like, I'm all like I said. The guy that that
2: got you. The guy that got you that far, I'm going back to him. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, you know was. what I mean? He, he went through practice. Did you see his practice? Like after that game and, and then, and then, uh, Le- uh, Leonard, um, one. So then they were doing the, and, and they kept dumping the puck in on flurry and he didn't fuck that play up once. Yeah, I know. You know? And he every time he would backhand it around around the uh boards, he'd fist pump, you know, <laughs> like it yeah. was one mistake. I know, but that's You're all a golden it- night, and you should be crushing the Montreal Canadians, personally, what I think. Mm-hmm. But Carry Price, you know what I mean? Like
1: Carrie Price is I mean, being Carrie Price.
2: He has 10 wins in the playoffs, right? Yes, it was ten in what what was his I record? think he's uh
1: ten and five right now.
2: Like our Montreal is, you know, ten and five.
1: Yeah. Eight
2: wins he has stolen from these two teams from Toronto and
1: from Vegas. Hands down. Dude, Winnipeg, he stole the whole fucking series. Yeah. He well, stole really a series, nice. not not a game or. A we series. Four
2: straight. Right uh, yeah.
1: yeah. I, but a fucking series. Like, no, bye. Yeah. Bye. Of a team yeah, who was supposed off. to be like, who was supposed to make a run. Two teams that were supposed to make a run. Imagine they beat Golden Knights too. Yeah. Think about who who they who they would have knocked off to get to the Stanley Cup. They would have knocked off Toronto. They would have knocked off Winnipeg. And they would have knocked off Las Vegas to get into the Cup.
2: Yeah.
1: That's nuts, dude. That's complete Three
2: chaos. Awesome teams.
1: Yeah, and the best part, too, is Montreal, if they went under the normal format, Montreal wouldn't even be in. That's the part that's nuts about all this, just complete chaos. Oh, yeah. They if they went under the, the normal card. format, Montreal wouldn't yeah. be in. Yep. <laughs> right? like I think it's, I don't know, this is great. This is what makes the fucking playoffs
2: awesome. 100%, 100% I love
1: it. So, love it. now we'll hop on to the other can series. I just,
2: can I just make one one point? Um, if Austin Matthews had the drive of Cofield, he'd be better than Connor McDavid. Just throwing it out there.
1: Just throwing <laughs> it out there. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah. yeah. Time to light a fire under his ass, then.
2: Well, you got to do fucking something.
1: We'll get to. To those Leafs later on in the show here, because we got some talk coming up with them about some guys that could be flying in in and out of town. So we're going to figure that out later. The Lightning and the Islanders obviously tied it to, same as the other series. No one's won a few straight, It's but there's been no overtimes. Braden Point, five goals in five games. Uh, Kucherov has seven assists over his past five games. Start. For a guy that didn't play all season and just comes into the playoffs and it's like he never even missed, like he like, like he never missed the game. Like, who does that, man? <laughs> like he's nuts. Not the guy's a guy. farm animal. Yeah. He's a
2: farm animal. You could sit out all year and not miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Come on.
1: Dude. But they're getting it from their goaltending, too. He's got a 933. Save percentage, Vasilevsky. Um, Yeah, that's huge. They're huge. um, When they have the man advantage, they're 37.8. They're ranked, they're ranked, oh, sorry, second in the NHL. Flip over to the other side of the puck, Matthew Barzell, six goals, six assists in 15 games, absolutely lighting it up. Did you see Martin's goal the other night? Loved it. What a fucking shot on a backhand too, backhand top titty, that boy. Yeah, he had a great fucking sally after it too. But Matt Martin, Windsor boy, oh, we yeah. love him. We love him here. Also, Josh Bailey, six goals, seven assists in fifteen games. You had a little thing on Josh Bailey, didn't you?
2: I fucking loved it. Okay, so here's the thing: I don't hate the Islanders as a team. I hate the Islanders fucking fans. But now they're starting to grow on me because they were singing, Hey, Josh Bailey, I want to know when you're scoring a goal. They sang that at the top of their lungs, a whole arena. He come out, he was sitting on the bench while they were singing this song. He come out the next shift and fucking buries one. Yeah. Like Like how cool
1: is that? dude and you can't make that shit up like this is the playoffs no, man no, like you know what i mean that, this is what makes the play it, like 30 for 30s made out of mm, and you know what it's so fucking you know? great to have the fans back in the buildings i love I watching hockey now with- it would be huge oh montreal huge. would be jamming right now those
0: crazy
2: frenchmen you see it you see after <laughs> they score squirrel- out in, in in the on the street, man, it's a riot.
1: Oh yeah. Riot. Oh, al- also the Islanders' goaltender's Barlamov has a 9.23 save percentage. Is it Sorokin? Their their backup. He's got a 9.36 save percentage. And yeah, how many times has he played? Two two games.
2: Played, one game. Two he's games? played
1: five games. He's four and one. Five. Five. Yeah, and he's four, which so gonna...
2: I watch you on Islanders.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I look that stat up, I'm like, just in case, because I know he's played some, but yeah, but he's fucking four. So, like, both of these teams are kind of evenly matched. It's been they've been scrumming a lot, there's been a couple scraps. Martin fought, uh, what's his name, eh? The big rig,
2: oh, uh, Patty, Patty
1: <laughs> Pat, Pat Maroon I, don't,
2: I, I hope never comes on the show for me calling I that, still
1: cannot I still laugh awesome. at the Brandon awesome. like Montour thing with him when he called him Oh See yeah. when you see his lips perfectly he says fat Pat and then he just lost his marbles and it took like three rafts to wraps together
2: gets a game suspension out of it
1: yeah that's stupid but still oh, but there's a high funny.
2: stick that almost cuts Corey Perry's nose
1: off <laughs> and what did he get for that Mm-hmm. nothing right so let me ask you this then who wins the series yeah, fuck. this one to me this uh, is a this is a coin flipper for me honestly for sure. islanders for like sure. you like um, fans like don't think because you're cuz you're up against a champs and everything like you have a fucking chance man you have a chance and by the way this show by our like New York loves us for some reason. We have a lot of downloads there. So, New York, we love you. <laughs> okay. Trust me, you guys, <laughs> as Rob shoots him the bird, real nice. But you guys stand just a the fans, just the fans. I love the team, yeah. just the fans. Wow. So, honest opinion, Rob. Honest opinion. Who wins the series? I know.
2: I have to go with New York. I I, I do. I do. I, I'm go. I'm because it ain't my heart that's picking this. It's my head.
1: So so you're saying that, that Tampa gonna be, Bay is going to win. So you're saying it's going to be Habs Islanders.
2: Habs Islanders, and I'm really hoping for that too, just due to the fact that they'll be all eight o'clock starts.
1: Yeah, I know these nine o'clock starts are killing me, man. Oh my god,
2: I could watch one period and I...
1: oh, I've just been roasting. <laughs> <laughs> I, fell
2: I fell asleep. I had a we did a, an interview. I went out into the garage. It was a later interview. It was like a seven o'clock interview. Mm-hmm. I went to the garage. It, it it started at nine. I woke up at four o'clock in the morning in my garage. Like oh,
1: uh, fuck. uh, that's fucking funny.
2: I gotta go to bed.
1: <laughs> and oh, actually, yeah. speaking speaking of that, so I'm also. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna say I'm. The series is going seven games. I think. However, I think it's gonna be the Lightning. Honestly, I just.
2: I'm thinking seven with the Islanders. You got seven with the Lightning.
1: Yeah. Just and it's not even like oh we're going against each other, it's a fact of just oh. it's one, it's kind of it's hard to go against the champs, and two, they're just I have a really hard time, too. No, I know, Four but they're care. so good, like it's hard to it's hard to go. To it it's just hard to go against fucking those guys. So I'm gonna say lightning and seven. So, and by the way, speaking of falling asleep in the garage and stuff, I think it was while we were doing this interview that we're actually about to drop right now, it's probably. Because he was our last seven o'clock interview. It
2: was. It was. So it was.
1: Amersburg. Hi. Hi, Amersburg. We're back. We have one of we have an absolute beauty on here with us. He's also the head coach of the Amersburg Admirals. So, Rob, what do you think? Should we flip it over to him? Absolutely. Everybody, enjoy Amersburg. This is for you guys. Your head coach, Paul Bordinho. Enjoy.
2: And it's not French. Roll it. Don't talk.
1: <laughs> and this next man on with us, he's played a, uh, he's played a little bit all around here. He's played some, some uh, junior B. Spent a few years in the O between Sarnia and Windsor. Uh, he actually finished up his uh, career playing in Aurora. He is now currently head coach of the Amherstburg Admirals. Paul Bortino. What's up, buddy?
0: Hey, what's going on? That's actually a pretty good pronunciation of the last name, too.
1: Not, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I had to ask Wes. I had to say, like, <laughs> how the fuck do you say this guy's last name? Because I didn't want to butcher it, buddy.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's been it's been butchered in rinks across Ontario for the for the better part of my my life. So that was that was actually pretty good. And on the, on the eve of the Euro Championships, that's pretty damn good.
1: What's the uh, what's the like funniest way you've ever heard it said?
0: Oh, man. Like, like. Bor, 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 borjigan, bor. Bo- like I'm just making <laughs> shit up. Like Paul. Like usually it's like bordegan, which like there's no A at the end. Yeah. And then everybody's always asked if it's French, even though it's Italian. But it's just yeah, people mangle it all the time. And you, even if you just said like bore, take, non like I'd be like, wow, that's great. But they just Bort- try. Bortino.
1: Exactly right. It's beautiful. Boom. See, beautiful rob right here
2: there's no french in that whatsoever but uh, no, no, no. you
1: gotta uh, spit out the italian with
0: that one exact i love that. it
1: Mortinio. Hey, hey, Mortinio. A little bit. see that's how we got to do it well Paul. I, I, t- I had to, i had to talk to misty and
2: grace about i'm like how do you pronounce this last name so we went on the google search port noodle <laughs> yeah i, I asked something.
1: wes like just in case because I and honestly how I actually like say it is how I was going to say it but I just wanted to make sure so I didn't butcher it
0: oh that's freaking! That's and awesome I'm- yeah and it's been it's been crushed so it's <laughs> that's that's, that's oh. better than that I've heard in a long time
1: <laughs> good so man what the hell's going on what's up how's everything
0: you know what living live in the middle of a pandemic which I mean hasn't been the worst thing in the world because me and my wife we we had our first child Uh, Olivia was born right at the, right at the start. And I mean, I'm never going to take this, this out of it, but I've, I've, I've jokingly kind of blamed her for everything that happened. She was born on January 26th of, of 2020 and then everything went to shit. Like Kobe died that day um and then the world just went in a total tailspin so she's not <laughs> old enough to know what she did set, but no she's uh she's kept us busy for the better part of it so we're we're homebodies to begin with but yeah she's kept us uh she's kept us entertained for the better part of it so that has been pretty cool good uh,
2: she was born on the great one's birthday
0: yeah exactly right like she's Here you go. Yeah, great. And a
2: day after mine, so I'm just a little bit greater. We we'll, are we'll get into
0: that. <laughs> well, it was, you know what? She was born, it was like 12.08 12-0, or 12.06 a.m. And the leading up to it, Wes was super pumped because like, oh, when I'm 50 or whatever, I'm going to be able to buy her a drink on her 19th. And she just missed his birthday by a smidgen. So oh, yeah. yeah, me and
2: Wes have the same birthday.
0: Oh yeah. So we, we, at least it wouldn't have been that bad with you, but with Wes, I was like, Oh boy, we got to We got to make sure we, we press this thing out a little bit longer, right?
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah. then, so you, uh, you actually grew up playing in Amherstburg, right? You're an Amersburg boy.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I didn't spend too much time here. Um, it was actually funny. The, the team that Wes got cut for a lack of stick handling, um, was, uh, was my first year travel. So I literally, I played, uh, like a year of house league, a year of select, um, two years of travel in Amherstburg. And then when Sun County was first started, um, just kind of went out for a tryout for, for shits and giggles and ended up making the team and, you know, did that for, for six years and, and had some, you know, some good success there met a lot of cool, cool guys to still keep in touch with. But yeah, no, that was minor hockey in the nutshell it was just a, a little stint in Amherstburg and then had, uh. Had the six-year run in Sun County, which was uh, which was definitely a lot of fun.
2: Mm-hmm. Who did you get to play with in Sun County?
0: You know what? It's freaking. We we had so many good teams. Like we in Pee Wee, we won we won an OMHA championship in Pee Wee Minor, an OMHA championship, and yeah, in Pee Wee Major too. Um, and then in Pee Wee Major, we'd lost in the OHF finals. But like like recognition-wise, like two best players that we had were, were probably like Ryan Donnelly and, and Jerick Augusta, but Jarek didn't play on any of the teams that we, when we won. So the teams that we won, it was literally just, I mean, a bunch of guys that we just, you know, we all got along. We all hung out. Um, we had uh, like Donnelly, Andrew Shannon was on that team. He was a guy that, that went to the O um, and played there for a handful of years. But like, we weren't like, there's not a lot of us that, you know, played even like junior B let alone, you know, went that far. But we, uh, I remember a Pee Wee major year and we lost to uh, North York in the finals. They had Anthony Stewart on their team and he was about 6'2", 230 back then and just freaking scaring scaring Christ out of everybody. Oh, but wow. no, yeah, we, had, we didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of big name guys that got drafted to the O. I mean, Shannon was, didn't even play in our draft year. So Dons was probably our highest drafted player off our our, uh, our OHL draft year
1: now you go everywhere with them right like you play all over ontario so you play all the teams up in, up in like toronto and all that stuff eh? so you had to have seen some guys up there
0: oh yeah like our like the 85 draft class i mean i think you went yeah like Corey perry jeff carter uh nathan horton anthony stewart mike richards uh that was in that first year that first round like we had so many good players and and we played against a lot of really really good teams um but yeah like we played i mean frick i even playing like the the u.s teams like honeybake and compuware uh like tj hensick matt hunwick I think those are two guys that kind of hunwick had a more of an nhl career than the others but i mean yeah you, you freaking you look back at some of like the old tournament rosters and you're just like holy shit like Corey perry was He was brutal in Wee major, right? Now this guy's freaking a freaking 17-year NHL vet just living the dream, right? Yeah,
1: scoring ginormous goals, too. Oh,
0: exactly, right? Just scores the biggest goals freaking later in his career. So, yeah, Montreal on the verge of a freaking cup final somehow, but fuck.
2: (laughs)
1: He
0: just
2: knows how to get it done. Oh, exactly.
0: Goes to the front of the net freaking just pisses people off. and Connor Hellebuck hates his guts. Mm. He uh, he actually went our a plane in the O against that guy, oh, my God. Talk about just getting chirped all the way to the freaking end of it, right? Just like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's that asshole, eh? Uh, like a ninja kicks freaking people in the head, for Christ's sake. Steve.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was rough, man. Poor Tavares. Frick, that was, that was a tough one to watch for sure.
1: <laughs> Rob oh. just fucking pins it on him all the time because <laughs> that was Rob's fucking captain laying on the ice and he was pissed. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, that was, was, that was rough. He went all for like, I was, Mike,
2: I, I was uh, Nick Felino for
0: fuck's sake. <laughs> just going to say, i Felino, Our captain's laying on the ice. We're we'll going to freaking knock this guy out. Yeah, that was gnarly. What did right you
2: man. think about that? What did you think about Felino fighting Perry?
0: You know what? Man, I've, I've had this discussion with so many people, and it was, I mean, I can see why he did it. I understand why he did it, but it was just like, frick. It was, I mean, if it would have prolonged further, I mean, it probably gets worse. I mean, I like the fact that nothing happened after it. Um right. You know, still, it was still a tough spot, right? You could see Perry didn't really want to fight, but I mean, you know what? End of the day, they got it over and done with. So I got, I got no gripes about it at all.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I, me personally, I thought it was the right thing to do because instead of having the team chase Perry around the ice for the next seven games, yeah. it, it was done and out of the way. And like you said, there was no further, incidents after that you know and it was an accident Mm -hmm. I hands down you could see how bad he felt you know like but he's done some pretty shady shit in 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 his hockey career you know where you know let's okay let's just get this out of the way and people say you know it was a bad bad idea for Foligno to do it I didn't think it was because Mm -hmm. now like I said you got three or four guys chasing around the ice they're not concentrated on the on the game I think it was the right thing to do he
1: yeah, took some was, lumps too, man. He that guy landed a couple bombs too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, like he's freaking, and you could tell like right from the start. Like, and you know what? Kudos to Perry. I mean, he could have freaking, and even uh, Dousharn. He could have taken him off the ice and said, you know what? We're not doing this right now. But you know what? I mean, shit happens in hockey. Whether it was freaking, I mean, that was definitely not intentional. But I mean, if you answer the bell, shit never escalates, right? So yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: he's a guy. He's a guy that will answer the bell
0: exactly and that's you know that that's all he asked for right i mean frick all you gotta do and if you don't want to fight frickin throw on the seatbelt and frickin pray to god you don't get dummied right
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah that would suck wrap yeah. them up, wrap them up. <laughs> hey
1: i've seen you played for the chiefs right
0: yeah that was uh my first
1: who was your coach was it george winner
0: no we had uh, we had matt st germain oh okay Um, yeah he was uh i think he would have been the first yeah because that was the year was the first year they'd started it there back up again but yeah he was he was super like he was super young at the time and uh yeah he was a freaking he was a bit of a freaking nut job sometimes behind the bench too (laughs) he helps us out now with the addies but yeah that was the first time i ever seen a coach just smash twigs over the bench in practice so he was uh, kind of put the fear in you a little bit for sure
1: (laughs) oh my you don't see that anymore
0: no. Yeah. Frick. Yeah, I've been, I've, I think I've fricking crack, cracked a few over. So I'm sure there's probably boys that I coached early on in, in <laughs> our career here with the, with the Addies that freaking have some pretty good stories about me. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> Speaking of that, we, we'd like to get a couple of your boys on here, um, you know, to uh, see what they're going through for with the COVID and all that, you know, like that's gotta, it's gotta be really tough for them. Like, and I imagine you got to do a hell of a job, like keeping them all together and, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be tough on all of you.
0: Yeah. You know what? I mean, uh, Greg Crane, our general manager has been, he's, I mean, he's been killing it right now with, with trying to get us back out on social media and stuff like that, but he's been, he's been absolutely tremendous kind of keeping the boys in the loop. And um, it was actually him last year where I think as a staff, we all thought, you know, there's no chance in heck that there's going to be a season. Um, but he organized some skates last year, November, got the boys back on the ice. Um, just to, you know, we knew there wasn't going to be a season. I mean, it was just, you could just tell what was going on. Right. But you know what? And we, we've had some zoom calls recently to announce, you know, a captain assistant captain and and just kind of start chatting with them to see what's going on. Right. But you got, I feel so bad for the guys. Um, like I know some people made the comment about the 99s last year that, you know, didn't have their OA year and, you know, in other junior leagues, they're not even eligible to play, but um, you know, it just sucks. Right. Cause you freaking, you play hockey your whole life and you think that, you know, Hey, this is going to be my last year and you're, you're geared up for it. And then it's like, bam, not even is hockey, not even allowed. You can't even do anything else anyways. Mm, so great. it felt, it felt really bad for those guys. And, and I mean, you know, even, even kids that, you know, junior B kids that, you know, missed out on, you know, their last year of, of a championship run and then missed another full year, right? And, um, I mean, I know there's been some some really good junior C teams over the last whatever million years, mm-hmm. but I think that lakeshore Town final from two years ago would have been, you know, one of the best, you know, talent-wise on paper had to be one of probably the best finals that the league would have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that was that was that was phenomenal like both those teams that that moortown team was probably i mean got to be the best team that i ever coached against in junior c in my seven years
1: what like what were were they just big and fast and just had like every aspect of the game
0: yeah like they were they were big fast their power play was absolutely deadly um they they just and i mean when you look at it like their their assistant coach jeff perry i mean that guy was a borderline you know he was a borderline nhl guy when he was coaching me in sarnia you know 20 years ago right and tactically wise i know there's been a lot of shit, you know written about him and stuff like that but but tactically wise he was he was one of the best coaches that i've ever had in my life and x's and o's wise like when we play them you can just tell that team to assist them just does everything. But I mean, you know, they had Brock Perry who was in, you know, played in the O and in the Q, had a, you know, he's got a pro shot. Um, you know, they had Max Steves and Logan Gardner. Like they had guys in that team that had no business playing junior C, but obviously came back for, you know, to win a championship. And I mean, no, no knock against, you know, Lakeshore, because I mean obviously they're 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 reigning champs for a reason. But mm-hmm. I, I think if, you know, the old fork to your nose game, I would have put my money on Wordtown in that one.
1: Mm-hmm. That's crazy man. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I like you you we had uh Iaquinta on and uh yeah. we were talking to him about like what do you think about like the way he runs his team like having the older players compared to having younger players. You know it you seems much. like his 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 rosters are like 19 20 21
0: yeah and and you know what i mean and again i never you never disrespect a a product of a team but i mean lakeshore now the way they have it set up because the first couple years that we coached and that we were running uh with the admirals lakeshore was a you know a third fourth place team just couldn't even get out of the first round um you know once he showed up they started landing more guys dropping down from junior b um keeping more guys you know staying in sea so and, and to couple that with bell rivers you know minor hockey system but i mean they get they get almost the pick of the litter right when it comes to guys dropping down i know there's some rules that that limit how many you can have but i mean they just reload every year with with a new group of guys right dropping and they built a solid nucleus of, of lakeshore guys so I know the the knock that people say on him is, you know, well, you got to shorten your bench more. But, I mean, frick, you got four lines like that. Why would you shorten your bench?
1: Yeah. Right?
0: He's just – but, I mean, you know, there's another guy, right? Tactically-wise, he's freaking – you know, he's one of the best that that the league's seen. I mean, obviously, he comes from the prosky tree. So, that's – you know, that, that says enough for itself. I mean, the guy's won a zillion championships. So, you, you can't – you know, regardless of how many – People say, oh, well, they're, they're stacked or they do this or that. That's why they get all the players. I mean, you still got to win the games.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Okay. Hey, Jamie so Dermott said the same thing about him. Like he was a treat to coach. And obviously he picked up a lot of things from Jamie McDermott. and uh, yeah. So that, that's mm-hmm. awesome on his part.
0: Yeah, he's solid. Definitely yeah. solid guy.
1: So how many guys are from like uh, Amherstburg that are like with you or could be or should be with you
0: you know what we we right now there's not too many guys um and i mean we had a we had a good stretch there where i think we won and like the minor hockey our midget majors won you know two or three you know OMHAs and nohfs and, and that's we had a really good product at that point in time um but right now i mean the best kids that that have come out of amethburg i mean either they're here or you know a guy like ethan hamlin's playing in for the vipers in lasalle um eric Berdusco, go with the fence when playing for the vipers in LaSalle. but i mean you know we probably have you know the o2s and things like that you know the better ones that are still you know that are still here but i mean if they're not if they're not playing junior B, and then, then they're in hammersburg right now mm-hmm. um but i mean yeah when we first came into the uh you know to the league here i mean yeah we you know there's a lot of good ones that were playing elsewhere that helped Essex win a couple championships. But um, I mean, overall, the one, the, the good ones right now, either we have, or, you know, they're sprinkled out between LaSalle and uh, uh, between LaSalle and Leamington. Mm-hmm.
2: So when you, so playing in Sun County, like when, when did you realize that you had a shot to go play in the O?
0: <laughs> you know what? Uh, honestly, I am. I coach guys in junior C, and I sit there and go, "Holy shit, you guys are ten times more talented than I ever was." Um, like, tactically wise, I, I understood, you know, skating and 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 the fundamentals of it all. And I was a decent skater. I wasn't overly fast, but like, I didn't have a great shot. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a tough guy. Um, I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't have, you know, creative instincts. But I just, I, don't, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I was a smart hockey player. I knew that for sure. You get frustrated when guys make the stupid mistakes. So, honestly, it was in my, in my draft year, um, I thought that I had a pretty good year. Um, I, you know, I started to feel when you started to play against those Toronto teams and, and teams in the GTHL that, well, I can hold my own. Um, I mean, every kid has a pipe dream that they're going to get drafted. But, I mean, I, it wasn't something that was, you know, discouraging I just think by, you know, by the end of the process, it was just like, ah, frick, you kind of see the the political game of hockey go. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, this guy's dad's a manager for a team or this guy's dad's a manager for a team. And they're the ones getting drafted. Right. Because they're the ones, you know, in the in the later rounds that have, you know, as much communication with any of the scouts as anybody. Right. So, you know what? I was I was probably more shocked than just about anybody when, you know, I signed my first OHL card in Sarnia. Um, but again, I, I, think it was just a matter of, you know, I guess there is a little bit to say about being smart and understanding the game and, and just playing the, playing the defense role for, for what it is. Right. I mean, never really played the power play blocked a shit ton of shots. Um, but you know what, I just, I just always felt I was a smart guy and I mean, it carried me as far as I did, I guess, but I mean, at end of the day, you get capped off at some point. So, but, uh, no, definitely fortunate enough to, to play where I was and, and have the, you know, if you want to call it a career, the career I did.
1: Man, so you I bought played... a ton of shots in
2: the house league. I, I tripped a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they are usually in my back or in my side, you know, because I would toe pick, and, you know, <laughs> I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I do. <laughs>
1: hey, so when you played for Sarnia, what was it like walking into your first OHL camp? Because I know there were some big names in that camp, wasn't there?
0: Oh, man, I... Oh, and I, I went to the mini, well, I went to the, I went to the, the, I guess it was a rookie camp in, uh, it was, I think mean, it was probably like in the drafts and what, right around the May. So it was probably like in early June. Um, and that, you know, there was a couple of local guys that came, there was, you was there, JT Dallinger and, and Chad Slade was there. Um, but the rookie camp, I mean, the, the biggest name that we had there was, uh, was Dan Carcillo, um. And I mean, he was, uh, he was a wild one back then. And I mean, that just kind of escalated as, you know, we went through our time in the O. but once we got into the rookie camp was, you know, it was like, oh, wow, you know, I can play here. And then when I went into the freaking my first main camp there, I mean, we had, our team was pretty, was pretty good. I mean, we, we had just made a, a trade. Um, I think Eric Himmelfarb was, uh, he was a hundred point guy in Sarnia, but he, uh he had been traded to Barry and we picked up a couple guys, uh, Joey Tenute I And he ended up having about 114 points for us that year. Uh, Aaron power was a guy that had a, you know, a career in, in minor pro was a solid defenseman. And then Tyler Hanchuk was a guy who was like a six foot four, two thirty, just a beast of a defenseman that would just throw bombs. Um, so it was like, you know, these guys are great. And, and we just had some guys like our, our starting goalie just got, you know, he was drafted by the caps and we had, a, you know, we had, we had a lot of rookies. I mean, 12 rookies that ended up making the team. So we were surprised to do what we did, but um, you know, I was, I was there for the, you know, the basic 40 or 48 hours before you lose eligibility to, you know, college hockey. And mm-hmm. I, I ended up leaving and then coming back home and uh but who was seemingly, you know, represented me that time with, uh, with, with the agency that, that he was with, um, you know, kind of talked me into going back and giving it a shot. So I was like, all right. So I go back, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's sign. So I sign. And then that night first exhibition game ever we're playing at the ice house in London. Um, this guy, Rick Nash was, uh, <laughs> was just coming off being the number one guy drafted in, in the show. And first shift of the game, I go out there, he picks up the puck, right? So giving him some gap, right? So I give him, you know, give him probably a full zone. He comes down the wing fucking guy circles the net carries it across the tops of the circles pump fake once goes back around the net one more time gets back to the top of the circles fucking rips it bar down and i'm just like holy fuck this is the longest night of my life right but thank thank the lord he i didn't really see him too much more than that i think our d coach greg walters kind of figured that maybe rick nash was a little bit too much of a of a starting block for me in the O, so i i didn't really see too much more of him but i but i think it got a little bit better as the as the camp went on that's for sure
1: mm-hmm.
0: man
2: there's that thing called a fucking two-hander you give oh. them and that'll stop that shit <laughs> you that'll
0: know what that. i think i think i probably would have but they uh i think brandon Prest and danny Bois, and i think they had a couple other guys that probably would have ended my career before it started <laughs> Yeah, trust hey. might have done that.
1: Yeah, might have that may have happened. Hey, how was it coming in the Windsor the first time as a visitor playing in that old barn?
0: Oh man, we <laughs> come in, and I mean, regular preseason was was nothing, but um, it, it was actually probably the worst time ever because we were we ended up we were the number one team in Canada at the time leading up to it, but we had freaking we had. Put it this way, I was a seventh defenseman and I was logging probably 29, 30 minutes that night because we were so depleted on the back end. Um, and I, I think we ended up losing probably, I don't know, had to be like five-one or six-two or something like that. And fucking they had Cam Jansen was on that team and Aaron Nittle was on that team. Oh, and they did Yeah, Grady was on that team. Wellwood was on that team and You got, we show up and whatever, you got a group of my buddies that are there fucking trying to go nuts and blah, blah, blah. And I just remember the first shift of the game getting blasted by Aaron Niddle in the corner. And all I'm thinking about is like, oh my God, I got all my buddies here. This is probably the most minutes I'm going to play in a game all year. I can't even feel my shoulder. How the fuck am I going to finish the game? But whatever, you suck it up, you do what you got to do. But yeah, that was, that was rough. I mean, the barn was packed. Those fans were freaking ruthless. Um, Just fucking chirp you all game. Don't even know who you are, but fucking they see that you're from Aliceburg. So then, you know, talking about butchering your name, you got freaking the people just behind the net. Fucking Bordagon, you fucking suck. No wonder why we didn't fucking have you here. And it's like, dude.
1: I would have been like, who the fuck's Bordergon?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Who fucking fuck, man?
0: Right? Oh, yeah. So they were they were brutal. And then you just freaking you hear it all game. And then it was freaking one, two, three, four, five. So yeah, that was uh that was a rough go. That was that was probably my worst experience going into Windsor for sure.
1: Everybody hates coming into Windsor in the OHL, oh. man.
2: Oh yeah. That must that- have been pretty awesome, though, right? Getting to play against Wellwood and, and, and a team like that, like especially. You know, like Cam Jansen, like that must have put some fear into
0: you. Oh, yeah. You know what? Like you're, you're always like, man. But the, the one thing I always found out, like you always knew who the true tough guys were because – Unless you did something like greased one of their players or you, you know, you, you challenge them yourself like they they were never going to do anything to you. So it's like you could be you could lay a hit on Jansen along the boards. And as long as like you kept your fucking stick down and your arms down, he was just, you know, he'd be like nice hit, whatever, give you a fucking pat after the shit. But you're like, all right. But then there's, you know, you get like some meatheads where it's like, fuck, you look at them the wrong way and the fucking gloves are off and they're starting to beat the shit out of guys. <laughs> But yeah, no that team that Windsor team was pretty solid. Gleason was on that team, and that guy was a you know he's a monster playing against him, right? So they were, I mean, they were definitely good. Uh, I think they ended up, I think they ended up going out to London in the first round that year. But I mean, still, still a pretty damn good team.
2: Did you ever fight? Mickey Reno on that team too?
0: No, Mick actually. um, You, if we fast forward my last year in Windsor, I kind of split between there and Leamington. That was his first training camp, so I think it was my. My first year when I went to play in Aurora was, uh, I think it was mixed rookie year at the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But so, so you're playing in Sarnia. How do you end up going to Windsor?
0: Man, I just, uh, I was, I came into camp my my second year in, uh, in Sarnia. And I mean, I just, all I did all summer was fucking work out and do sprints and everything I could. And, and I came into camp and I thought I was in great shape and thought, I, you know, I had a really good camp. Coaches are really impressed. And then the preseason started. And I'm not really sure exactly what I did, but I remember coming back. We, we played a, a preseason game. And I think we played a preseason game in Chatham against Saginaw for whatever reason. I don't know why. But we played a preseason game in Chatham against Saginaw. And I, whatever, I guess I had a bad game. But I remember coming back and our coach fucking blasting everybody. And I'm like, all right, he's going to blast the vets. This is perfectly fine. Then he fucking... Looks at me and fucking probably called me Bordagon. Mm-hmm. Fucking, he's like, You're supposed to be a vet and you're just fucking regressing. And I was just like, Oh, fuck. So I was like, So I was in the doghouse for a good while. Um, with some, I kind of popped out of it a little bit, but I think anything I did, I just freaking, I just struggled to get out of the doghouse. There were some games where I play a lot and then, you know, I was back in the stands or wasn't playing a lot. So, um, I had actually, I thought I was, you know, back on the upward climb and ended up getting hurt in Plymouth. Um, and uh, by the time I was, it was probably only a two week span, but by the time I came back, um, we had, uh, we got blown out in uh, in Guelph and Perry made uh, Carcillo and Hecamovic kind of sit behind them on the bus and uh, he might, whatever, there were supposedly things that were said. And by the time we got back to the rink, Those two guys were like, you know, I'm done if he's not fired. And long of the short, Jeff got fired. And uh, I just never really found myself back in the lineup. So I, you know, I said, hey, can I I get a trade? And I freaking go in. I remember Terry Dorn was like, he's a GM at the time. And he's like, you know what? He's like, uh, he's actually Plymouth was actually interested in you earlier in the year. (laughs) Why the fuck didn't you trade me?
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, you guys weren't playing me. Why didn't you trade me? So he's like, but I was like, and he's like, well, they're not interested anymore. I was like, well, that's a, that's a great story. Thanks, Terry. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so they ended up, uh, you know, they were going to outright release me and I was just going to come back and play B cause I, again, I was starting to, you know, fall out of love with the game. But, uh, uh by the time I got back, I, I showed up in Tecumseh. I was going to play for them. And, uh, Kevin McIntosh was a GM. He's like, yeah, Mike Kelly just called. And, He's like, yeah, he's like, we just traded Frank Redeker to London. He's like, we need a defenseman. So I went there, played the next day, and and finished out the year there. Um, This was kind of fitting because it was the only OHL goal I ever scored was that year in the playoffs.
1: (laughs) And it's a lot nicer coming into Windsor when you're wearing the Windsor
0: jersey. Exactly, right? (laughs) They're not heckling you too much, though, freaking. I don't know if you remember Paul G. Leonardo. But uh, that guy was booed more than anyone in the history that I ever – been. he played for Windsor, and the fans just hated him for some reason, <laughs> but just got okay. booed all the time.
2: Paul, do you remember a guy named Denny Purdy that played for Windsor?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know
2: Annisburg what? boy, every time he touched the box, the Windsor fucking people booed. Him. Oh. This kid's 18 years old, and you're, you're treating him like a piece of shit.
0: Oh, yeah. You know? Purdy it's was so- – a- he was like My the fans first
2: are ruthless in Windsor.
0: Oh, Fruitless. they're brutal. He was the first guy that freaking, uh, he was like the first guy when I was going through like hockey schools in Amherstburg. I was like, oh man, this is Denny Purdy. And he was whatever he was playing at the time. And it was just like, oh wow, you know, I guess people from Amherstburg can actually get out of the town and go play, right? Because you just thought it was play for the Amherstburg Vikings and then freaking hang it up.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're waiting to play for Guy Gutrell, right? Eh? <laughs>
0: oh man just great stories about him just freaking great story i,
2: I played i i tried out for the uh vikings one year and i i made a couple exhibition games and uh you know he he could lose his fucking mind like
0: could lose his eye too he, pull,
2: he pulls his eye out and he puts it right beside me and tells me to fucking keep an eye on the boys eh? and i'm like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen in my fucking entire life
0: oh yeah Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm done. I don't want to do this no more.
1: Hey, just fucking oh. grab it, throw it on the floor, start snapping it back and forth with your buddy there. Just roll it back and forth.
2: Flipping <laughs> it around. He puts it in. There's still hockey sticky tape on yeah.
1: it and fucking Top yeah. And
0: yeah, he was and frick, you would have thought, man, when I went to go watch junior C games and I was like eight and nine, I was like, Holy shit, it's like a it is like a freaking all the guys did was fight. And you're like, who the hell plays in this league? Right. thought, <laughs> freaking you know, 30 years later, you're like, Oh shit. And the league's not that bad. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it was nuts back then. Like if you didn't oh. fight, you weren't making it.
0: Oh yeah. Like they Every were.
2: Every single guy fought.
0: Yeah. And I can't even, All I know is, I mean, I don't even know what his, what his full name actually was. They just called him Smurf. Um, and they used to hold, fans used to hold up like $5 bills. And it was just, just like, oh, this guy's going to start fighting tonight, right? And it was like, and he was, like, was like Billy and his brother Steve played there and fricking, uh, it was the McCarroll brothers played there and freaking just, just fricking, man, that league was nuts, right? I remember Kenny yeah. playing there, it was like a, I mean, he probably looked like he was 40, but he was probably like, you know, 12 years old playing junior C. <laughs> he was a beast too. So yeah, there was some, there was definitely some freaking hogs that played in that league.
2: Yeah, I remember, I remember I was, I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. This is like, this is crazy shit, man. I went and played juvenile with even crazier fucking guys. Oh, I am a <laughs> <laughs> Fuck.
0: gotta, gotta freaking love it!
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, it was a great time to play hockey, in, and I'm, I'm so glad you guys got the junior C back, and it, yeah. it's it's awesome.
0: It's definitely, definitely good to have it back. That's for sure.
1: So how did all that, uh, come about for you? Like being with the Addies?
0: Rick, we, uh, I mean, I, after I, I left the U, um, like four games into the season, just kind of said, you know what, I'm done with hockey. I didn't step foot in a rink for probably six years. Like Ned didn't go watch a game, a practice, watched NHL just whatever as a casual fan. And, um, uh, I was, I was working in Windsor at the time and we went into, went into subway on my lunch and freaking ran into Ewer. and, uh, we were, uh, and we, I think, I don't know, we got in a conversation of talking about, he sent me an email on me playing a beer league tournament. And I was like, dude, I don't even have equipment. Like I haven't stepped on the ice. I don't, I don't know where my skates are. I don't know nothing. So long of the short played in a beer league tournament. And then he's like, yeah, we're thinking about starting a, you know, a hockey camp. I was like, all right, I mean, if you need me to help out, sure, I'll help. And then uh, we freaking, he's like, yeah, he's like, what do you think about coaching a minor hockey team? I was like, I mean, if you want to, we can't, but Amherstburg wouldn't give him a team because they thought he had a bad reputation. (laughs) So, uh, and they said that they wouldn't give teams a first-year player. So, um, they ended up giving me the team. um, And uh, Wes was right there alongside for two years of minor hockey. And then, uh, honestly, I didn't even know anything about you know them wanting to to go help the Addies. I know there were some like preliminary discussions and things like that, but um, one day Wes was like, "Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like they want me to they want me to coach." And I was like, "They want you to coach?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm not fucking coaching." I was like, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, well, "I'm gonna be the GM." And they, they, I think at the time, I think they were they were still in a playoff series, mm-hmm. and uh, we're just like, "Okay, well, fuck, what's going on?" So we ended up going to uh going to to Gaspar's house and, and I listened to Wes's Wes's uh interview so it'd be my my future father-in-law at the time it would have been so uh we went and we met with him and Joe Donato and freaking that night Wes was like yeah he's like they, they they want you to coach they want me to be the GM and uh Frick that was that was kind of like you know birth by fire and we just got geared up for it we had a good summer and I mean those are probably you know two of our better years as far as results wise go but i mean we uh we definitely got you know uh thrown into what junior c hockey's all about and, and here's a here's a fucking beauty for you guys and i won't say anybody's name because they don't need to know it's them but first road trip we we get smoked in our first game actually two good stories for you about it we get blasted in our first game seven three against lakeshore and uh I don't know, after the game, I, I might have yelled fucking once or twice or just fucking went irate. So um, who's who's now my wife, Karina, she tells me now to, to this day, she opened up the door. She was doing point streak at the time. And she's just like she fucking shut it right away. And she goes to her mom and she's like, I don't know who is yelling in there, but he's a fucking lunatic.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: and then we and then we wonder why our daughter's got pipes on her, right so <laughs> we freaking so we go we go to Essex we win an overtime game there so it was like first time the Kings Kingsville Amesburg had beat Essex and freaking ever right so we're fired up Tuesday night Wednesday night we're going to Wallaceburg. so we're like oh man first winning streak here we go boys right let's fucking get her going so we uh our trainer that night, Donnie Moak, wasn't there, so we had a we had a replacement trainer who was actually an, an OPP officer at the time too. And uh, so we're fucking. I get to the rink and I'm kind of just walking around doing my thing, and I'm fucking. I'm smelling. I was like, what the fuck is that smell? It's like fucking it smells like someone's fucking smoking dope. He's <laughs> like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? I was like, what is going on? So I, I'm and Wes is walking up, and I'm like, dude. He's like, I was like, Do you fucking smell that? He's like, yeah. So what's going on? Fucking walk over. We got two of the boys healthy scratches. Fucking burning one in the fucking rink. Come on. I fucking Come on,
1: boys. I- Fuck.
2: <laughs> it's it's Wallisburg. They know they're yeah. not playing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> burning one in the rink. Oh, sorry. One of them was a scratch. The other guy was supposed to be playing. Oh. And awesome. then he got pissed off at me when I scratched him from the game.
2: Jesus. <laughs> Oh yeah. And you got a cop as a trainer, that's beauty.
0: Oh yeah, exactly right. So we're just like you got to be shitting me right now, boys. What are you doing? Like you got to be fucking like shitting me right now, boys.
1: Hey, you were and I were actually shooting the shit earlier on today and he's like he said ask him about when we were coaching the 98s he said that you got into a little bit of an argument with the other coach. And he said that you said something to that other coach that he said he could not stop laughing.
0: Oh, I, I, I hadn't laughed a few times, but I think it was, uh, I, I want to say, I don't think it was the clown reference. No, nope. I think it was, it was about my record in fighting.
1: Yes, it was. And,
0: uh, we were, we were actually coaching a spring team in, uh, and it was in a Sarnia tournament, And this guy, this team we were playing against, they were just headhunting. And I think what I told the guy, and he literally looked like probably like if Bill Goldberg was in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, my God. So I was like, and I don't know if it was his kid or not, but he looked over at the bench and then uttered something. I was like, buddy, I was like, if that kid keeps doing it, I was like, he's going to end up getting his fucking teeth knocked out at some point in hockey. So I was just trying to give him some friendly advice from a guy that had played hockey. So he's like, Well, you want to fucking go out and fight right now? So I was like, Why does this just escalate? So I was like, buddy, I said, I'm 0-10. I got no interest in going 0-11, buddy. <laughs> fucking... Oh so, this guy doesn't. Then he just keeps insisting on fighting. But oh yeah, that was uh West didn't let that one go. That's oh. been uh, that's been an ongoing joke for uh for quite some time now.
1: Well, what did you say the other, the other one then, the clown one?
0: Oh, the I don't know. We were we were playing against uh, like an AAA team in a in a silver stick tournament, and one of our players just went off, and, and he had like four goals that game. And, and after he scored the third one, he dropped down and did the Sean Avery push up. So <laughs> this guy on the other bench started calling me a fucking clown. So I was like, buddy, I was like, do you see a fucking honking nose? Do you see fucking yeah. curly pro? So we were just going off on this guy, but yeah, I seem to. People say that I'm soft-spoken, but for some reason, when I get behind the bench. That I think the juices get flowing a little too much, and uh, yeah, I should uh, probably got to calm it down. There was a there was a time, well, I guess, two years ago when we last played hockey, where the refs weren't necessarily doing a good job, in my opinion. So the only way I knew how to how to how to speak to that was create a twitter account and uh and just start putting refs on notice by posting horrible videos and funny memes and i guess the oha the oha contacted our ownership group and told me to to settle down or else they'd have to suspend me
1: <laughs> <laughs> just causing shit everywhere you go
0: pretty much well they were doing a <laughs> shitty job but it was, it was just you know i didn't know how to tell them So anytime i tell them they always freaking give me two minutes or suspend me. yeah
1: that's fucking funny
2: now, speaking of, uh, bad refs, there was a, uh, a call made when you were playing Essex fuck that you weren't too happy about.
1: <laughs> you know Look what? He's got his hat off. He's rubbing his head. Like, fuck.
0: you know what? I we, in, we, we, our, our first year we went to the finals. We lost in six, right? Our second year we went to the finals. We lost in seven, um, then we, we, we lost a, we lost in the second round. And then our fourth year we got bounced. It was the first, the only year I was ever in, we were ever coaching. We got bounced in the first round. And then our fifth year, we felt that we had a freaking, we had a great team. We had um, Corey Burns, who was a freaking just a point machine up front. We had Austin Jennings, who was the defenseman of the year. We had Ben Larder, who was literally like Tim Thomas playing junior C hockey. Um, and we were freaking, we were great. We went into Moortown. We swept them. Mm-hmm. We we're like, man, we are freaking ready to go. We go into freaking Essex game one. We we freaking, we tied up late in the game. We're like, oh, man, we're freaking ready to go. We get to overtime. Freaking big goal. Travis Campbell scores an OT. Boys jump on the ice. The boys are going nuts. Da, da, da. All of a sudden, like as the, they're starting now, that not only are they freaking celebrating, we have half our team already off the ice and the other half skating off the ice now. When they come over and they're like, Yeah, four minutes for spearing. I was like, Four minutes for what? So, fucking, not does the ref call it, but this fucking linesman calls a four minute spearing penalty. And honestly, fucking nobody in their right mind seen it. Thought it happened, knew it happened. I guess somehow it did happen. But the only regret I have is when Bob Belichicka was in interviewing me after, not to freaking say something stupid, but I guess I kept it together and kept it pretty classy. But but till that this day, then we ended up getting swept because mentally our guys just never got over it. And our guy ended up getting suspended after the game. So it was, you know. No, because he, uh because then he went up to the ref, and I guess he put his hands on the ref, so got a two-game suspension.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just gotta just curse at him if you're that mad. Don't touch him.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so then I, so after after that happened, I ended up teeing off on this linesman for probably a good thirty minutes and of real time. And at one point, the ref had to stop the game and, and just tell me that if I don't shut up, he's gonna toss me. So. Yeah, ended up probably just biting my finger for the rest of the game. But then, to make matters worse, we had a penalty shot. We didn't score. But yeah, it was just that that year. I thought that we had a pretty good chance, and we just got mentally derailed. Which you know, what do you do? You
2: remember, do you remember? So, so he was your uh, he was your Carey Fraser.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally, right? Not calling a five minute.
2: Remember who it was? Do you remember oh. who it was?
0: Who's that? Gretzky?
2: No, the the kid that or the linesman.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I don't know. I don't know say if I want
1: name.
2: say his name. <laughs> All right, do you know who it is, Rob? No, I don't. That's oh. why I want to know.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe then we'll get him on Chicago. here.
0: Oh man He'll you know
1: but, Oh
0: and then I, I think I think the next year too, I think I ended up I ended up just blasting him in a, in a game just he was sitting there and he had a smile on his face and he probably was just smiling because whatever but oh I just remember laying into him for just probably a good 10 minutes really for no reason except that I was still pissed off from the year before.
1: And he was, you can tell us
2: us after the show, because uh, I I really want to know who it is (laughs) because Dave Cassidy told me or told us on the show that the linesmen stay are are from the town. And usually the, the referees are the ones that do the traveling, you know?
0: Yeah. You know what? I mean, is
2: that true? Is that how that works in junior C as well?
0: No, I I think it's been pretty, I think we've always been, I mean, they, they seems like they've been, you know, they've been spread out a little bit. I mean, sometimes we get like a North crew down or or something like that, but I mean, you know what I think, I mean, I don't think we really did ourselves too many favors. Cause yeah, I was, you know, I think in my earlier years, I was, I was, I used to tee off on refs pretty good. Um, (laughs) but I mean, in my mind it was all for good reason, right? Um, they never really seemed to agree, but I mean, yeah, there's been, uh, we we don't really get the Essex Lakeshore calls that they seem to do more times than not. But I mean, maybe you got to win a championship first before you get that portion of it down, Pat.
2: Mm-hmm. Or
1: score on a penalty shot.
0: Yeah, that or yeah, freaking Burnsy makes a damn penalty shot.
1: Damn fuck. It Burnsy. fuck. It. <laughs> it hey, was so, super cool. so, what about this year's team? So, is everything going to start on time, or is like is everything
0: we, we uh, to start on time? There was a proposal that was sent out or that's going to be sent out. And and I think it's for, there's like a September 15th and October 15th or November 15th start. So essentially if we start in September or October, it'll be a regular 40 gamer. Um, And then if we start in November, I think it's like a 32 game season. Um, But I think all signs point to, you know, yeah, there is a season. We're pretty confident that there's going to be a season. Um, I don't see, I, I don't, I mean, the rate vaccinations are going at and in case counts being low, I mean, in case some freaking you know, special forces variant comes into play or whatever the Delta variant, whatever one of these variants are. Um, I really can't see there not being a season.
1: Yeah. We need some hockey around here, man. Oh god, oh
0: yeah. Like freaking And you know what? I mean, I, I think that if there was a season last year and there was no pandemic or anything, I think it might've been my last one, <clears throat> but I think now it's just like, you know, you get recharged a little bit, you miss it a little bit. And it's like, ah, Frick, you know, I still got a handful of years left for sure.
2: Is, oh, is that's there... awesome. That's great to hear. Um, so like, what kind of team uh, are you expecting to put out there this season? Like, are you a dump and chase? Are you, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what, what are you looking at?
0: Frick I'd, I'd, I'd love to, to recreate the Islanders, but, um, I'm a Bruins fan. So I'm licking my wounds from last night, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know what? I, I think, uh, I think more of a more of a puck possession team. I think our our first couple years in the league, I think we you know we really pushed the pace offensively. That was kind of our identity. Um, you know, we had some pretty damn talented players. Um, you know, when they wanted to, but you know, we we kind of had a fun brand of hockey. We stretched the ice a little bit more, use our speed a lot of our you know to to our advantage, um, and I think we just got. And we got carried away with, you know, we need to be more defensive. We need to be more defensive. So we kind of, we were a bit more of a shell the last few years. Um, But I, but I think, you know, getting back to more of a puck possession team, you know, that can get on the cycle a little bit more in the offensive zone. Um, You know, I think we got some pretty good players that are going to be returning um, that, you know, uh, kind of got a taste of that towards the end of the, the last season we had. So I think just being able to establish more of an offensive zone possession, as opposed to you know be more of a one and done right creating an odd man rush coming back trying to create another one so i think that you know ultimately will will hopefully be the goal um as we get camp going hopefully sometime in the next couple months here mm-hmm.
1: is nice. is there is there anyone that you're looking forward to seeing at these uh camps like maybe a guy who was a like rookie a few years back who maybe could be like really help you guys out down will as things finally like move on here
0: honestly freaking Mitchell DeMello was a was a was a rookie for us last time around and, and I was honestly super excited to see him last year um, and when I got a taste of seeing him you know in just in some of those skates and I mean mind you the guys are basically playing glorified shinny but seeing him shoot the puck I mean he got a little bit taller put a little bit of muscle on um, and just loves hockey um, he's you know he might be 50 pounds soaking wet But he freaking he competes like none other. He's got great offensive instincts. Um, he's a quiet leader. Um, but uh but that's probably you know the one guy that you know you're really excited to see if he can go from being, you know, a 30 point rookie to a you know a 50 point, 55 point second year guy.
1: Mm -hmm. Hopefully he does.
2: Okay, I got I got I got two more questions before we let you go. And I don't know if you're done, Nate, but
1: um, Um, pretty well, yeah.
2: When you when you were playing in Aurora, did, did you not go to Russia or something?
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> so we we uh, in my last year in uh, in Windsor, I uh, think Wes had touched on. Jerick Augusta was playing up in Aurora, so they were getting ready to reload for you know to make another year or another run at the RBC. And uh, I get a phone call from Jerome Dupont, and he's like, "Hey, he's like uh, you know." blah, blah, blah. My name is Jerome coaching Aurora. You know, this is, this is what I have to offer. Yada, yada. So I'm like, all right, well, I said, I got a game tonight in, uh, in London. I said, uh, you know, and wherever we we're playing uh, we we're playing the Knights and that freaking stack team in, in 05 that won the mem cup. So it kind of had a feeling that we were going to be done, but whatever, no, no big loss there. Right. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'd be, I'd be interested in playing. So, He, he starts to, you know, this is what we want to offer you and, you know, we'll get you sticks and get you this and get you that. So, all right. So I have no idea about the whole Russia thing. So one day he's like, Hey, he's like, do you think you can meet me in London? Um, I'll, I want to sign you and he's coming from Toronto. So I was like, well, I said, I know I'm, I'm older, but I said, my parents would still like to meet the coach that wants to coach me. So he's like, all right. So the guy fucking drives down to Amherstburg. So my, obviously my parents being Italian, my mom has to make sure the house is clean and freaking make this guy a four-course meal, right? <laughs> so he says he's off the ice at like three o'clock. And then he ends up being at our house in like, I don't know, 2:30 or five, 5:30 5. or something. He got there in like literally record time. So guy pops in, right? Whatever, yada yada. He's going on, right? He's loving the meal he's like, yeah, so this is what we're going to do. And he's like, by the way, he's like, we're going to go to Russia for 10 days Fuck, going to Russia. He's like, yeah, we're going to go to Russia for 10 days. And, you know, we got a, we got a kid that's going to be an AP goalie for us. And his dad's, you know, was, is from Russia and has, you know, contacts and whatever. So I was like, all right, well, this is pretty sweet. Right. So anyways, we go to camp camps. Great. Boys are great. It's great being in Aurora, fantastic billets. And, uh, it's time to go to Russia. So, but boys, you know, we fucking, we get to the airport. We, uh, you know, we're freaking, we're pumped, right? We're, you know, most of us are 1920. So we're getting freaking bombed at the airport, right? Putting back a few cold ones before we get on this 14 hour flight to Russia. So go on a row, get on a flight, go to Russia. Everybody's tired. Everybody's dead. And the first meal they serve us is borscht. So borscht is supposed to be this you know, really, really good. And anybody from here says that their grandma makes it, it's fantastic. But, anyways, it was beet soup with a hunk of sour cream in it. And it was the worst thing I've ever eaten in my life.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: And like their meals were like boiled chicken with no seasoning, uh like spaghetti that had dill on it, dill and butter. Like these it was it was horrible, right? But We're playing, uh, we're playing against a couple like semi-pro teams and like these, we played against like the under 18 or under 17 Russia team and they waxed us. And so we're playing this team in Dimitrov and they're, they're like a semi-pro, like a division three team over there. Right. So kind of like glorified beer leaguers, but playing professional hockey in Russia. Right. So there's like 30 year olds. So there's supposed to be like exhibition games. Right. So this place is like, it's packed. And there's probably, I would say, probably like seven, 8,000 people there. So, we're, we're going, right? And the game, it's going all right. And then they throw a little bit of a cheap shot. So, then freaking one of our guys go out there and just blows up one of their guys. So, now it's getting a little bit chippy. So, then freaking they fucking give our captain a shot. So, now fucking all hell breaks loose, right? So, now there's like three guys drop the mids fighting all hell's breaking loose so we got three guys in the box their fans are fucking dumping beer on our players oh My god so we're like what the fuck is going on so we have jerome who's a little bit of a hothead and then we have sergey who's our interpreter he's he's just on the bench to make sure everything's okay right so jerome's like hey he's yelling after ref to come over here he's like he, so he fucking grabs this sergey guy by the collar he's like you tell this ref to suck my dick he's like, <laughs> No, he's like, Jerome. He's like, I can't say that. You fucking tell him right now. So fucking this guy's trying to freaking tell the ref in a nice way what Jerome just said. The ref freaking trying to tell us that we need to get our shit together. So long the short, there's probably like 10 minutes left in the second period. He just pulls us off the fucking. <laughs> and then we fucking we just we just go back to the hotel like an epic shit. Jesus. An epic shit show
1: especially in Russia too. Who wants to get into a shit show in Russia? Holy oh, fuck. It was, it was freaking,
0: it was I, brutal. I
2: have tears. Oh it my was, God. It was, it was brutal.
0: How do you, how do you say that
2: show? nice? Hey, can you give me a hand job with your mouth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It was, uh, it was a treat and a half and we freaking uh, we, we, we went out and got, you know, had a couple pops one night and, uh, one of the guys that we brought with us was uh, was the assistant coach with with Nebraska Omaha because at the time our coach's son was a goalie and Jerick Gus had already committed the full rides, so this guy was kind of coming you know scout some of our players to see if anybody's good. So the day he ran practice was the day that everybody was hungover, and he's running these drills that are like freaking – you guys are I mean you guys have probably obviously seen the movie Miracle right mm-hmm. yeah you know what herb's drawing on the board he's like duh, duh, duh. you got three options here and he skates away And he's like what the hell is he talking about so freaking this guy's drawing up drills on the board every drill's getting fucked up freaking we were lucky enough. i think there's four of us that the coach gave the freaking day off to because we had played a lot or whatever we were some of the vets so i wasn't on the ice that day but i'm just sitting up there going oh fuck these guys poor bastards
2: <laughs> that sucked <laughs> i'm a, drill killer. a <laughs> drill killer i was a drill killer in house league
0: oh man yeah sometimes you gotta know That's my motto. yeah that's my motto as a coach you know what you don't freaking get it after the first two times just go to the next one don't just just kill yeah. the drill. we'll go back to that one next time
2: take that guy and bring him to the back of the line I, I, I was never paying attention anyways. I was exactly. never paying
0: attention. You don't know the drill boys go to the back of the line. Lucky for our guys, yeah, though. We you, you, can hear
2: the, you can hear the heater kick on over here in the, in the stands. I'd be like...
0: <laughs> Squirrel.
2: Heaters on. Heaters <laughs> on, boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Robbie said,
2: yeah. All right, buddy. That? So our, my last question for you is... Uh, so... it being that you scored that one goal there in the you know um what would, what would your goal scoring song have been
0: oh man you know what i mean it probably i mean it would have existed back then but freaking i'm i love freaking when the leaves score and you get some hall and oats there like that's, to me that's freaking like that's where it's at so i try to get rp that,
2: that same song
0: yeah like i that's fantastic i love that shit um, yeah,
2: I think I think it's better than the horn. I think they should get rid of the horn. You know, yeah. especially because that horn drowns out the first initial cheer. You know, and that's the loudest part of it. Oh, absolutely! As, soon as you score, everybody's everybody's up. When they brought that horn in, it was because that like Florida didn't have enough player uh, people in the stands. You know, like and then Detroit put one in, and I'm like, what What is going on? Like, oh, why does Detroit have one? you know, like it was just crazy. So yeah, yeah, some
0: places definitely don't need it. That's for sure. Especially the Leafs.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Toronto doesn't need it at all. Like <laughs> fucking, they, you, 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 can, you can pipe in what's going on outside where they're just standing there and watching that great big uh, TV outside in mm-hmm. uh what is that? The gardens there.
0: Oh, I know. Right. Well, whatever they call it, Jurassic Park, Leaf Square, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: you know, yeah, Jurassic Park is when uh, they have the Raptors playing but I think it's the Gardens when they have yeah. the Leafs playing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
1: last yeah. thing I'm going to ask you who's going to win the cup this year Paul?
0: Oh man you know what when when I did my little NHL bracket thing I, I had Tampa and I had Tampa and Vegas and I picked uh, I picked Tampa to win it um, but frick if, if there's one team that I think can cause a wrinkle and, and I mean obviously yeah Colorado can but Frick, the Islanders got something going on there. They, though, that, that decor is, is, they're, they're freaking, they're heavy. And, you know, you got a couple guys like Dobson and Letty that can move. And then up front, I mean, the fourth line, I mean, I know that whatever they call them, the identity line. But I mean, if, if freaking, you know, Martin doesn't take any penalties, cause it seems like he was the only guy on the line to do it. I mean, they freaking, they're just going. And I, and I think, you know, Barry Trotz is freaking, you know, he's probably – if he's not the best coach in the league, he's definitely freaking number two or three. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's just got them playing away. And, I mean, frick, that crowd, holy frick. It's freaking something, something special. So, I still think – I mean, Tampa Bay is pretty damn good. I mean, Cooper's obviously – again, if he's not number one, he's two or three. Um, and, I mean, I know Stevie Wise still got his footprint there. But, yeah, when you got like Cedric Paquette and some of those guys – ringing in your third and fourth lines, I mean frick, they're they're definitely built to to win it again. That's for damn sure.
1: I know Rob's over there sweating a little bit because of Vegas wraps I it up tonight. Vegas. I got Vegas to win right now. I think if, it's, beat, Montreal, if, it's, if they beat that Montreal beat them out. If it's Whatever. Vegas, well, let's say it's Vegas Montreal Islanders. Who is the other Tampa? And Tampa. yeah, I would say if it's those four, flip a coin.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: As to who's going to win, because uh, the biggest is surprise is Bennington. Montreal, hands
2: down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they they shouldn't
1: have come out of the north. The craziest no. part is if Price like, nobody was looking at that hot, like he could literally win them the cup.
0: Yeah, he's definitely that. He's definitely that kind of goalie, that's for sure, right? But I mean, they've you know, I think with with them, I mean them, and really, we look at, it, I mean, Colorado is is pretty much a one goalie team, as is Montreal. I know Allen's there, but. But I mean, at least you know Vegas. I know Robin Leonard got shelled in this series. I don't really know what what the boar was doing in game one, but um, I, I mean, that
1: blew my mind. I think yeah, he was just resting mind. him. I think he was yeah, just right. resting Flurry. He
2: didn't. If you ask him, he didn't. He didn't need to rest. He didn't need to rest.
0: You look at he it was, now. I mean, yeah, like uh, it looks like a you know a pretty damn good move there. But I, I was I was shocked. I thought that you know I thought Colorado was going to freaking was going to wrap it up sooner rather than later after the first two. But um, yeah, I mean, Vegas has been, I mean, they're obviously a freaking a pretty damn good team in their own right. I mean, you don't finish tied for the most points if you're not, but yeah, they're uh, they look, they look pretty good. So I think, uh, I, I still think it's going to be Tampa, but I mean, I don't know. I think the Islanders will, will give them a little bit of trouble. Tampa seems to have trouble with teams like that. So we'll see. Definitely.
1: Paul, this has been fucking beauty, man. This has been great. I just want to say we wish you guys all the best moving forward. Rob and I will have to uh, shoot out there and like hit up a few uh, hit up a few Addie's games. We'll have have a few beers in the stands and watch the boys play. And uh,
0: absolutely,
1: and stay in touch, man. And we'll uh, we'll like have some beers or some golf or something over the summer here.
0: No, definitely. I appreciate it. You guys are doing awesome things, man. And and like I said, it's uh it's pretty sweet. So keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, I'm, I look forward to freaking looking forward to, you know, seeing some of the, the future guests you guys got on. It's been some pretty good stuff, man.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Coach. And if, if there's any time that, uh, you know, like you get, you can even bring some older players on, sh- shoot yeah. us, sh- shoot me some numbers and uh, we'll, we'll definitely get them on. Like we're not a 73 podcast. I just know a lot more 73 oh, yeah. guys. You know what i mean but we want to plug the whole area and the whole seven the whole junior c uh you know outlook so whatever you can do for us the, the more the more the better right
0: yeah absolutely no it's been uh, it's been freaking awesome like i said i think you guys have done a great job with the local content and freaking some pro guys mixed in there too. So yeah, it's been freaking sweet. And guy got me in tears sometimes laughing, but, uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a good change of pace when you got something on Spotify to listen to. It's pretty sweet stuff.
2: Awesome. We really appreciate it.
0: All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks. Appreciate
2: time.
1: there he is Paul mortinio he's uh he's actually pretty witty yeah he's actually a pretty witty guy funny guy so uh we're actually looking forward to going out there this year and uh maybe seeing some games maybe we'll go when essex is on the road and in the house
2: i think we'll go when essex is uh, on the road and all the houses
1: yeah that's probably true too <laughs> but yeah oh, so hey.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. Great, great, great interview. Great guy. I, like I really enjoyed uh, talking to him and getting uh, all the head coaches, which we have another butte coming up.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll be dropping but him probably next I, week.
2: Yeah. But one thing I wanted to tell you, so father's day yesterday, um, my brother's mm-hmm. out on the golf course. Which one? And Kenny, Kenny okay. my brother Kenny, yeah. Don't on the golf course, and uh, they're at uh what is that Rochester place out uh, St. Joachim, uh area?
1: I think so. Yeah,
2: Is it Rochester. Yeah. So he's out there, and he hits. They're in the middle of the fairway. He's hitting to the green, and as he hits to the green, he's standing there gazing at his ball. Next thing you know, fucking wacko! A ball hits him from a drive off the fairway coming back the other way. So they're, Holy you know
1: what I mean? Holy fuck.
2: It fucking drills him in the head, bro. Three stitches he got. He's like, Rob, I thought I pissed my pants. Uh, I have no idea what happened. I, he's like, there, there, it felt like there was a sniper in the crowd and I just got smoked. Put him on his knees. These assholes don't yell for and don't come over to see if he's okay.
1: Yeah. That's so rock. his
2: buddy, yeah, his buddy Digger that he's golfing with drives over to these clowns and says, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, just starts lighting them up. They're like, Hey man, sorry about that. You know, we'll buy him a beer. He's like, he's got to leave the fucking course yeah. and go to the hospital.
1: Yeah, he has to go get stitched up because you're a fucking idiot and can't yell for right.
2: Him. And you couldn't yell for that, you know. You know right away you're you're going. Yeah, he could have got his hands up or, or something. Over top and of like- your face or whatever. Right. So he said the only reason that it didn't hit him in the eye is he was wearing his hat, so it went off the top of the brim. Okay, so it hit and probably the- through the hat, just over top of the eyebrow and. Like what the fuck is wrong with people? I would... like, you don't even come over. Like I'm so glad I wasn't golfing with him because yeah, this mullet would have been. It would have been so awesome seeing a mullet kicking somebody's ass. <laughs> like, I just yeah, can't. Like... I can't believe that your etiquette was just to drive away.
1: Yeah, you. You should be thrown off the fucking course for that.
2: You should be banned.
1: Yeah, like. That's nuts, man. Well, hopefully nothing else than other than just a few zip, like you know what I mean, but still whole he
2: got he got three stitches. He got three stitches miss missed today.
1: Probably a hell of a uh-huh. welt.
2: And I call him, and this was the funny thing though. I call him and he's like, who that? Who there? <laughs>
1: he's being a smart ass. Oh, yeah.
2: And I'm like, Teddy, it's your brother Rob. Oh, geez. But well, he's like, bro, I never got hit that hard in football.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad he's already. Holy shit. I'd kill somebody.
2: Nuts. nuts. I would too. I
1: would. Too. That's why I, I tell everybody when we golf, when I hit and stuff, like especially off the box, like I tell everybody, watch it. Cause I, half the time when I hit it, I lose it. So I don't see well, where it's going. Every time
2: you key off, everybody else, for.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just, just yeah. anybody around just in case but yeah. that's why like i tell the guys when i golf like hey if i hit one like sometimes yell four because i don't see it like probably over half well, you, the should, time, you should be
2: looking at the ball anyways like keeping your head down right yeah i know but, but I'm yeah just, so, i'm
1: just a shitty golfer and i don't know where it's going so that's why i asked everybody my to...
2: brother that uh took one in the face Jesus. on father's day
1: that's brutal brutal um yeah so kenny take care of that jesus <laughs>
2: and karma will strike them guys back
1: oh i'm sure it will so your lease are brought up earlier in uh earlier in the show tends to happen here which is fine so they're also linked to a bunch of stuff in the off season as to when it comes to like trades and stuff so I kind of went through and I just kind of made like a little list and I'll kind of get your – kind of throw off you and what you think this could do with them, okay? First one, they're saying that Zach Hyman is is done in Toronto. Would you – is he the type of guy that you would want him to stay or do you think he's gone for just his – the way he was on the ice or is he gone for like cap issues oh. or –
2: I, I would, well, it's it's cap issues, like, but I would get rid of Milander to keep Zach Hyman, hundred percent. And okay, I can't well. believe that, like, Austin Matthews wouldn't be saying, "Hey, no, this isn't happening." Mm-hmm. But he's making his eleven million dollars or whatever the fuck he's making, so whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Hanging around with Justin Bieber, whatever.
1: <laughs> it's reliefs. So Morgan Riley he's also another one. So they're saying that he could go to one of three teams. He could either go to San Jose, he could go to Dallas or he could end up in Calgary. So he's and,
2: not staying in Toronto?
1: I'm not sure if he's staying, but they're saying that if there's a deal made that those are the three teams that he could possibly go to. So they're get they're shopping, man. They're shopping. They're shopping on a positive note. Your boy Jason Spezza signed a one year deal. I'm sure you've seen that. I love that. So, I love which that. is which is did, great. Did you
2: hear what he said? Did you hear what he said that he would I would take less than league minimum? He said he'd play for free, for Fox sakes, right? I would take less than league minimum to keep the guys that we have there now.
1: Well, he's he got a figure too, right? He's he's fucking made his money and stuff too right so why would he even care about money money's not even close to the issue so so well
2: it's the same thing as austin matthews austin matthews could have fucking taken you know like a steve eiserman pay cut and kept more better players tougher players whatever
1: that's the thing, right? Those younger guys—they want to make their money. You're like, dude, you don't understand yeah. that. Sometimes, like an
2: endorsements and TV fucking promotions and whatever sponsors. But instead, instead, you want you want to go make the most money the fastest that you can.
1: Whatever. <laughs> it's fun, eh? Fun. So fun. here's also five forwards that are on the Leafs radar. Evander Kane is one of them. Vladimir Tarasenko, Victor Arvidson, Connor Garland and Roop Hintz, whoever the hell Roop Pence is. <laughs> doesn't that kind of sound like a like a old school guy that played in the 30s? Like who'd you sign today? We signed serious. a Roop Hintz, huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does, doesn't know. it? I don't know and here's one. i'm very happy with the team that they have could they tweak it a little bit but getting rid of zach hyman and and morgan riley that just you might as well kick me right in the dick
1: another thing that's a possibility is kerfoot to columbus for a first round pick that's another rumor
2: he's one of the hard next to hyman he's one of the hardest working like travers like you're getting rid of all the wrong pieces. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, do you but, think they uh, should just? They're also talking about bringing Nick Felino back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I just saw that like, today. Like, I, why? 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 You, you didn't do shit. You didn't do Why? Shit. Didn't save, even notice you out there.
1: Save the money.
2: And in all honesty, Simmons, you're gone too. I don't care.
1: To me, as bad I as care. it is. You, you, you simmons gone hand. thornton gone like you know what i mean if you but that's the yeah, thing Thor- about it.
2: thornton's a bare minimum guy too like yeah he,
1: i wouldn't even have played
2: him in the playoffs and 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 not because it, it, I, I, the game's and I apologize too quick. Uh, if if he comes on the show which i doubt but whatever um it, it just wasn't there like the 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 Joe Thornton I saw fight Nazem Kadri, that wasn't Joe Thornton this year mm-hmm. you know like the the I, I understand that everybody loved him I'd, I'd be happier bringing uh, Patrick Marlowe back I'd love I'd love that guy
1: what they need Hard to do drive all of it with like with like Thornton is like hey like listen, you're gonna to have to probably fight a little bit. You're gonna to have to be a little more like physical. We're not expecting you to put up like massive points. Park your ass out front of the net and let's see what happens type deal. You know what I mean? Like that's Get what I would way. but to Get me like way. I wouldn't you're sign I I wouldn't sign him. I wouldn't sign uh Simmons again, I wouldn't sign Felino again. I would let those three go right off the hop. And then you're almost freeing up a couple million bucks. And then like I said, well, you already signed. What's his name there? Jason there, but I would assign him anyways. Um, But then you could clear up like two, $3 million to where you could sign a guy on a one year.
2: So what I heard was that Hyman is sought after by uh, Stevie Y
1: Good. Come on over. We'll take I will you. I'll be a
2: Red fan if Hyman goes to Detroit. <laughs> I'll
1: buy you a jersey. <laughs> I will
2: burn all this shit. And, well, I won't burn this because that's Grace's, So I'll give it back to her. But I will become a, a Zach Hyman fan because you you're building a team around Austin Matthews that if Austin Matthews had any heart, and if you remember this, Wayne, he was getting ragdolled by the thing and he was just smiling and whatever. Like I, I thought so it was cute. hilarious.
1: I thought it was hilarious. It
2: was hilarious, but to, to to who had him, Weber? Weber had a hold of him. I think and it
1: was, yeah. He didn't
2: turn around and just fucking punch somebody. That guy is big as anybody in the NHL.
1: I know he's big. And for- I know
2: he's strong as an ox, but why would you let somebody manhandle you like that and not turn around and just be part of that scrum?
1: I think he was just like trying to draw somebody a,
2: call. a face wash, draw somebody's face, you know, uh, poke checks. I, I, I don't know. I th-
1: I think he was trying to draw a call,
2: but did he? Nope, it's the playoffs.
1: Nope, it's the playoffs. You're exactly right. So we'll keep an eye on those leafs during the offseason. The trade, uh, deadline, too, I believe, is in like mid July ish. Yeah. So, no, 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 not the trade deadline, sorry. Free agent frenzy will be then. So, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Also, they're saying that Hall will probably re-sign in Boston. They're thinking that that's probably going to happen. It's going to be like a one- to two-year deal. Hall's looking more like three to four, but so we'll, I guess, keep our eye on that. Right. Another big story of the offseason is going to be Jack Eichel. So apparently there's like six or seven teams that are in on them. And that is Anaheim, Chicago, Columbus, LA, Minnesota, Philly, New York. Rangers. So
2: I saw Toronto and Boston after them.
1: Uh, I don't know. I just read this one. It was just up like the other day. It was just posted the other day. I read I it today. How the fuck is Toronto going to be in on anybody? They can barely afford to fucking pay what they got there now. They're gonna just say everybody's on injury reserve. Have a freaking where, um, where Toronto where Toronto fucked up is, and we'll circle back again. But where Toronto fucked up is, you signed four guys at fucking forty million dollars a season. That's where that's where you fucked up. You got to have these so kids take a look at it. I got it right that.
2: here. I got it right here.
1: I got. Uh, How long ago was this posted? Too. Uh, just uh, today. Oh, okay, fuck. So you got a, like, newer one than I did.
2: Yeah, it's like, uh, so I'm guessing Hamilton is the GM. Hamilton, get the uh, best offer available for Eichel regardless of divisions. If the Boston Bruins or the Toronto Maple Leafs offer the best package, by far, I think you shouldn't hurt your team and take that.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, though, Rob. If the Leafs give up, Somebody for Eichel. One of those big boys are going. One of the big boys is going. Whether it be, whether By it be Austin. Riley or some, like Nealant. Someone's going because they're never gonna fucking be able to afford Jack like Eichel, and have all those guys. There's no fucking way. So someone's got to go. Listen. So so what?
2: In all honesty. So Austin Matthews gets you goals during the regular season and does his thing. And, and everybody can call me an idiot or, you know, Oh, you're so stupid. You wear a mullet. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like don't sweet. Don't give a fuck. But Austin Matthews is not a playoff player is Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner tries so hard, but he's much smaller than Austin Matthews. So that being said, Trade Austin Matthews, get Eichel, get a first round draft pick. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's going to be hard to say what they would do. I think if if Matthews goes anywhere, it would, I think it's going to be later in his uh in his like, career. And if he goes anywhere, I think that he's definitely going to Arizona. I think he's he, he's going to end up home if he goes sure anywhere. He but but anywhere. so
2: he's got what? I, mm-hmm. I don't know, even know how many years he's got left on his contract, but it ain't many.
1: Who's that? Matthews. Oh, he just signed a big ticket. Like maybe two or three years ago? Oh, no, I bet you, but I bet you it was like a six or seven year deal. I bet you he's got another, at least, I would say, two to three years on his deal, if I had to guess.
2: Okay. And that's fine. Two, two, I, I want to say it's two.
1: But when but, you're trading superstar for a superstar, though, do you just trade him straight up?
2: No. Uh, no, not when he's. You called won, a trade uh,
1: like that before. What trade was you call?
2: When the Rocket Richard. No, I did call a trade like that before. And just, it was it was,
1: uh, it was line A. And they flipped him. And then you out. did exactly. Yeah. Whoop. Right. Once, once in a while, we do get shit right on
2: here. <laughs> so, I, I, look, hear me out for a second. Maybe I would be okay with uh, Eichel for and just put him in a different environment. And let's see how Austin Matthews does in Buffalo. Mm
1: hmm. We're in Buffalo. You want to know what I would do if I had to get rid of one of the big three or one of the big four or whatever? If I'm doing that, Nylander is gone. And then you have Eichel, Matthews, and Marner. Yeah, but That's-
2: it all depends on uh, Eichel's contract, right? If Eichel's making $6 million a year, yeah, you can trade him straight up. Or if Eichel's making $11 million or $10 hmm. million, you've got to trade Austin Matthews.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure, but it, it Willie's Willie's making a lot of money too, though.
2: Willie's making six, six, six and a half. I oh, I'm not say. sure.
1: I'm not. I don't know. I don't know when it comes to the lease deals, but I'm saying if you had to get rid now, of any the
2: asshole that started all this, yeah. if you would to took a nice four and a half million dollar contract because, mm-hmm. you know, here's the funny thing. So I go on, uh, I'm on the Toronto chat, whatever, and everybody's like, I'm like, would you take two Zach Hyman's or would you take one Willie Nylander? And everybody's like, oh, Willie Nylander's a 30-goal scorer. When? When did he score 30 goals? <laughs> and then I put the mic drop in there, and that was fucking it. I never heard <laughs> anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. We're we're going to see. This, this offseason, I think, is going to be one of the most active when it comes to just big names flying around the NHL. I think that this year is going to be a crazy summer when it comes to that. Also, speaking of Lion A, we were just talking about Lion A. Is there's rumor that he's going to be headed to Florida, that he's going to be going to the Panthers. Imagine him teaming up with Barkov, especially so if he another, gets going.
2: There's another team he's been kicked out of. And you know what? It, it's, it's like Taylor Hall. Like, is Taylor Hall all he's made up to be? Or but is he, he
1: a. Here's the thing though Hall loves Boston and Boston Bruins love Hall. So to be honest with you, I think he's going to resign there and I could see it being a, I'd say probably two to three year deal. I could see him signing there. He's like they're, take much less than what his contract
2: is right now because what three teams are paying for him right yeah. now.
1: But that's whatever, but I just mean he's happy there and they're happy with him. So I could see him signing a two to three year deal there. Dougie Hamilton is another one that is well talked about. He's also linked to a trade with, like we said, the Leafs as well as Chicago. Chicago's been in, I've seen their name in on a lot of players. Like they're in on Eichel, they're in on Dougie Hamilton. Like you got to figure too, Captain Sirius didn't play all season, right? So Johnny T didn't play all season. So then you, so you're going to get him back. You're going to have Kane. And then let's just say for some crazy reason, you have like Eichel, You have Kirby Doc still, then you're like, you know what I mean? Then you add in Dougie Hamilton. Starting to look pretty nice there in Chicago, considering, you know, that they, we'll see. Like this, this is what Steph thinks I'm nuts. Okay. My wife thinks I'm absolutely insane because every fucking trade deadline. So every like trades, you watched it with me this year. Didn't, didn't you? Yeah. We came down here. We fired up my basement. And we watch it, but like me and Jack I watch, came over. Yeah, me, me, you, and Jack. Yep. I watch that, that and Jack. Yeah, and, uh, and I watch Free Agent Frenzy. I watch them every year, every single time. The whole and it, I spend three quarters of my day watching it. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I love seeing that. shit. So I love seeing who goes where and who does what. So trust me, I'll be locked in that day when that happens. Imagine least get Dougie Hamilton. I still don't get how the fuck Toronto's in talks with everybody when they have like no cap space or whatever. I don't know.
2: Because something's gonna happen. Some something big's gonna happen that they're not talking about. It It has has to to. you have to get rid of a big contract to to, for this to happen. And right now, right now, Toronto's D, there's nothing wrong with Toronto's D unless there's somebody leaving so that's the thing because and the that's contracts where up and they're looking for more money.
1: And that's where I'm thinking is Morgan Riley on the way out because Dougie Hamilton's probably cheaper than Morgan Riley.
2: But Dougie Hamilton is not Morgan Riley.
1: I know, but are the Leafs trying to just, you know, like I don't know, I don't know what those guys are doing half the time, man. because they make some moves, I go what? And then they make some moves, I'm like, oh okay, whatever, that makes sense. But I'm not a Leafs follower, so I'm not too familiar with them. I don't know. We're going to see Rob. You and I will probably have to spend the day watching freaking Free Agent Frenzy, checking out the mullet again. Last thing, so speaking of the Buffalo Sabres, Ristalainen is apparently going to be headed out of Buffalo. Apparently, New Jersey is in the talks. And guess who's in the talks for the trade? Mr. Subban fucking pk suban if pk suban has to go to buffalo how do he, he will like i'm sorry buffalo once again we got a lot of downloads in new york state okay but if suban goes there i think like he i don't know how much he's gonna do when it comes like he seems to be bouncing around a lot, lot lot lately too, man. Like he's an, he's another one of those guys that should be a stud.
2: maybe he's another head case that uh you know like
1: fuck. here's a here's a thought for you, Mr. Suban.
2: I've, so, I've heard so many bad things about him.
1: Quit and worrying about your fucking school, YouTube channel and play
2: out because I can bring up a whole bunch of shit about him that I've heard from just the boys around here and uh sitting at the meg club and and hearing these guys talk about this guy because there's referees there there's guys that played junior with him there's guys Mm -hmm. that have met him in bars and and dick yeah so whatever
1: did did you see one of the chirps that one of the guys had in one of those mic'd up nhl videos he was like walking at this guy or whatever and this guy's like why don't you throw up another workout video or whatever the guy says no just fucking <laughs> it's true. taylor hall no but he's no he said that to I don't, I don't know i'm trying to think who it was or what guy it was but that's what he said to like suban there, like hey why don't you like fucking uh, post and yeah like throw up another workout video or whatever i don't know he's what a beast, bro, bro. he's he a, is beast. a beast he is a he beast he is a beast So I don't know. So we'll have to keep our eye on that situation too. There's a lot of shit that's going to, I think the NHL is going to explode this off season. I think players are going to go everywhere where we're going to see some guys. And I think like I was just saying, but we're, I can't fucking talk this episode, but we're going to see some guys that are going to be in some weird spots. I think that's going to make us go like, Whoa.
2: Right. Which brings me to my next point. Don't, smoke crack
1: (laughs) yeah well i don't smoke crack so (laughs) i think i'm good there listen okay i might have had a new strain wrap it up hey i might have had a new strain that i'm not really used to so fucking it threw me off the tracks a little bit this episode okay i'm sorry dash one okay i'm dash one fuck oh you're, you're dash three i think i am dash three i'm at least dash three i try guys okay i just try to bring you just try to bring. Yeah, it but right you got a great
2: up. line mate. So I take care of yeah, it. Yeah, see, man. I
1: just fucking slide it over to Robbie. Carter does a down, little toe down. drag, does a little toe drag. He slides it back over to the little kid. Bag, and we, down. yeah, and that's how we finish the episode. Fucking boom. Not, <laughs> not mic drop because our mics are kind of expensive, so we don't want to drop those. So, uh,
2: glove drop. Yeah, glove, glove drops.
1: drop. Glove drops all day. <laughs> so, do you have anything else that, that you would? Like that. This has been a hell of a fucking episode, by the way. We've. I feel like we've covered a lot.
2: Everything. I think. I think we we nailed it, bro.
1: I think we did too. So high fives, stick taps. It was fun snapping it back and forth with you. In the meantime, there's some playoff hockey on soon, so we're gonna go watch that. So until next week, and Rob, signing off. We're out of here. See (laughs) us.
0: Yeah, I can get behind it.